Welcome to episode eight of the Second Summit Podcast with Alan Burgess and Dan Maycomber. How's it going, Al? Well, I got all my sheetrock up on my walls. Gonna start sanding it tomorrow. I think I'm gonna have this project done before this baby shows up. And let me tell you something, this baby is coming very, very soon. <laughs> you start to feel it as the clock starts to wind down. You know what I mean? Like when she first gets pregnant, it's like, oh, I got nine months, you know, but it's really coming now. We're going to have us a baby the next few weeks. That's crazy. Man. You, good, good. I, I've been doing good, man. Uh, that brings me back to, to my having babies day. You know, something one of my buddies told me was that you're, you're always ready and you're never ready. Right. Mm. <laughs> so, but uh, Isn't no, that yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome, man. No, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I finished up my uh, my 25th day of uh, my push-up challenge, bringing awareness to PTSD and suicide. Uh, we talked about that a little bit on the last episode, and it's really been a positive experience, man, and I, I'm glad to have taken the time. And Initially, I, I was thinking about not doing it because I would feel stupid about posting every day and all this kind of stuff, but people have been reaching out and saying that it helps. And if it reaches just one person, you know, it's all worth it. So that's been good. I love this people helping people thing. You know, that's what I'm all about. You know, it's my, it's what I've learned in recovery. It's certainly not my theory, but when you feel that unconditional love from other people, it makes it a lot easier to show it to the next person because you know how valuable it is. You know what it did for you. You just want someone else to get that same feeling that you had. So I think that push-up thing is a really cool thing that you guys have been doing. It's impressive. I got to tell you, for me right now, I'm having a little trouble making working out a priority. Really, we started off good, and I've been, of course, busy. I'm still proud to say I have not drank any calories. I'm losing weight. I'm excited about that. I've been very active, going on hikes with the family, doing a lot of real family stuff which always makes me happy. But I do think that maybe I need to reset a little bit, get excited about working out again, because I do feel good about myself when I do. And I would like to get a little stronger, but sometimes I think maybe I just have to stop and reset myself. Yeah. And as usual, Al, that's a perfect lead in to the, to the topic of the day, uh, getting back to basics. Mm. Right. So what does getting back to the basics mean to you? It's so easy to get clouded up when you're moving along on something and you take for granted the little things that you do that keep you on the right track. For me, getting back to the basics is all about what got me here. How did I start this process? Nothing will get me back to the basics faster than doing a little bit of writing on my recovery. Sitting down all by myself and putting in actual work. It's awful easy for me to sit back and say, well, I already know this. I already know that. I already know this. And it's important for me to always remember as I work a 12-step program that just because I work the first step doesn't mean the first step isn't in my life anymore. And it doesn't mean I have the first step down and I'm done with it. The first step being a lot about surrender. I have to constantly remind myself, hey, have you surrendered lately? Are you right now, are you trying to force this or are you just living the best you can and surrendering the outcome. And that for me is the most basic form of my recovery, basic form of my life. My life goes well when I surrender outcomes and just do what I think is best. I think that that's a really good way to describe that. And for me, it's 
at the core of kind of who I am, I like working out. I I like the way that it makes me feel. I, I feel like that's a part of who I am. So when I get back to the basics, I really like to include the working out. Like I like to start working out more. I'll get into a, sto- a personal story a little bit later about boot camp and how that can give you this foundation of who you will be as a sailor in the Navy. But I think it's important for everybody to define what that basic is for them. Who do I want to be? You know, and you start there and you ask that, that question. And the other example that I like to use is anybody that's familiar with playing baseball, you drill the fundamentals You're always, even at the Mm -hmm. highest level of play, those major league baseball players are working on their fundamentals all the time because you're not going to be an all-star second baseman or or shortstop if you're picking your glove off the ground when you're fielding that, that ball or if you don't keep your eye on the ball when you're up to bat. In your opinion, Al, how do you know that it's time for one of these resets? How do you know it's time to get back to the basics? Well, like I'm seeing it right now, you know, with working out. It's like I'm putting it away. What do I do when I strip down the reasons I want to work? Really, really strip them down. The two most basic things, and they go right hand in hand, they might even be one thing all by themselves, is I want to be a good example for my I want my daughter to see me loving myself, taking care of myself. It's very important to me that she loves herself and takes care of herself. And I know that when I feel good about myself, my whole family's mental health is better. I've seen it. Now, that's not trying to make myself sound more important than I am, because certainly when they feel good about themselves, it helps my men. So it's a it's a give and take kind of thing. But I've just seen it. I've seen it work. That when I'm in a positive frame of mind and feeling good about myself, my family is all around much better. When all of a sudden I find myself not working out and I'm feeling bad about myself not doing it, maybe I'm not working on my recovery. What I'll start to notice very quickly is I start to get snappy, irritable. I start to get judgmental. That's when I say, whoa, I think maybe it's time for me to get back to basics. What is the reason I want to work? I'm going to do this. What is the reason? Well, I got to just start loving myself. So if I just do loving things for myself, that will build into more loving things for myself. And that will get me motivated to work out again. So I'll be feeling good and doing the right things. Yeah, I think those are all good indicators, man. Uh, I think some other things that you might start noticing, and you were talking about it, is this feeling that something's not quite right. You know, if you start feeling bad about missing a workout, in your example, at work, it might be if you start showing up a little bit late or being okay with showing up to meetings late, or maybe in a relationship, you're not always giving your undivided attention to the other person. But things start to feel out of balance. And you really got to be in tune with yourself to notice when those things start getting out of balance, right? And you'll see this slow degradation over time. Like a lot of times, especially with diet and exercise, you don't see many people that will go from working out every day to not working out at all. You'll see them working out every day and then they'll take some rest days, which is good. That's important to do. But then you might make some excuses about it. All of a sudden now you're working out instead of five days, you're working three, three turns into one, one turns into, well, I haven't worked out in six months, you know? So the, <laughs> so this like slow 
degradation. And that's exactly what happened to me. That happened to me when I went back to sea duty. I was, I had a good habit going. I was running frequently. I was hitting the weights pretty good. And I just talked myself into the fact that I was back at sea duty and I just didn't have enough time for it, which was, you know, there was some validity there. I could have made it more of a priority and I could have got some more workouts in where it wouldn't have been going six months without working out at all. And it's easy to do. It's easy to fall off. I'll tell you, when I find myself having no ability to love people where they're at, that's when I know I'm off my game. Because the most important lesson that I've been taught in recovery is that there are people out there that will love me for who I am and love me where I'm at, no matter where that is. They'll try to help me improve, but they'll try to love me where I'm at. And that's so important to me that when I'm feeling good, it's easy for me to remember that. It's easy for me to go, I love you where you're at, brother. <laughs> because I know that that's what makes us both better. And when I find myself going, oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> Look at him. Listen to him. I go, well, it's the first indicator. Whoa, whoa. You're getting out of your piece a little bit here. Is this, does it hurt him that you are feeling this way about him? Or does it hurt you? And I have to stop and ask myself that question often. And it's a very good indicator. It's time to get back to the basics. And for me, the most basic thing is surrender and unconditional love. That's a great point. That tension that you feel. And you can feel it internally. And then it starts to bleed out into the way that you interact with other people. It could be at work. It could be at home. Uh, Some other indicators could be maybe financial burdens. Like your finances start that slow degradation parallel to what I was talking about with working out. Maybe if you're a student, your grades start slipping. You're an A student. All of a sudden, like B's become acceptable and then C's. And before you know it, you know, that that happens. So I think that that's a good summary of what you need or how you know when you need to reset. Now for the hard part. How do you do it? How do you actually execute that reset? I think this is important because the first time you do it is no doubt going to be the hardest. It's going to be far and away the hardest to recognize. And actually doing it is a journey that is yours. There is no one cookie cutter way that me and Dan can sit here and say, look, when it's time to reset, this is how you reset. You do this and this and this, and then boom, you will be reset. You have to start working on what makes you reset. What is it? Where is it? Is it, for like I said, for me, it's sitting down, writing, maybe calling someone else who identifies with me, maybe going to a meeting, whatever it might be. This is what I need to do. I need to go this direction. But you might be trying to reset and say, that really didn't reset me and have to try something else. But when you do get it, you need to remember it. And you can a lot of times go, yeah, that worked last time, but I don't want to do that this time. This time, I just want to sit in it. That's another good indication that you need to do it. That's like I said, it's the hard part, actually doing that reset. I think you're onto something there, Al, where you're never going to have this procedure to how to reset. Step one, do this. Step two, do that. But I think that there are some common themes that we could we could dissect a little bit. And one is defining the person that you want to be. So if you ask me who I am or who do I want to be, uh, a lot of times you'll hear people ask the question, what do you want to pe- what do you want people to write in your eulogy? 
if you were to ask me who I want to be, I would say, well, I want to be a good father and husband. I want professionally people to follow my lead, follow my example. I want to be a person who is physically fit and a person with high moral character. And that's kind of my definition of who I want to be as a person. Now you got to go back through and define those other things, break it down to that next level. Okay, well, what is a good father? What is a good husband? Why would people want to follow me at work, my leadership? Once you've defined all those things down to the most basic levels, then it's time to start taking action. And you start with the most simple step that you can, right? If it's waking up early, if it's taking it for me, I wear a uniform every day. So it's ironing my uniform when it needs to be ironed and taking care of that or hitting a workout or reading or whatever that base level is, you start doing that and you got to make sure that you're realistic about it. If you go to sleep at 11 o'clock every night and it's one of your values that you want to be a productive person and you think that the most basic way to achieve that is to wake up early in the morning. If you're going to bed at 11 every night, it probably doesn't make much sense for you to set your alarm at 2 a.m., right? So you have to be reasonable with that in your execution of the plan. Otherwise, you might do it for a week and then fall off. So you want to truly get back to those basics that you've defined for yourself. You know what else I would throw out there about resetting yourself? Because I think that you're really hitting on the perfect ways to do it. Your mind needs to be clear of what's holding you back before you can really start again working on those processes that you're talking about. I would, from my own experience, advise anybody that you don't have to be religious or real deep to work on your spirit. For me, like before I try to reset, just doing something like going for a nice swim, a hike is number one. But even doing something productive around my house, helping somebody else, something that really makes my soul and my spirit feel good. What it does is it takes me out of my little world. Tunnel vision is so easy to get. And when you're tunnel vision on what's bothering you and what's holding you back, it's very hard to clean your mind out and go back to the base. So if you can find something that heals your spirit, and your spirit doesn't need to be like necessarily wounded hard to really benefit from healing. You're really in the best place to start going back to base to say, okay, I feel great. I went on a swim. I went on a hike. I went on a bike ride, whatever it might be for you. I got out of my head for a minute. I felt the breeze. I connected with nature a little bit. Whatever it is for you that takes you into that like deep breath kind of place and then start working on getting back to the basics, I think you'll find it a lot easier to reset. And don't knock it till you tried it. Because that's I say that from my own personal experience of rolling my eyes at stuff like that until I finally decided, hey, other things aren't working for me. Let me try and be like, oh, yeah, I feel good. Yeah, it's it's funny. I'm kind of going through that that little experience right now. I don't know if if you would call it a hard reset. I guess it is because I wasn't really consistent in my workouts. And you guys have seen that I've been much more consistent now. I've added these little nuances to my daily routine. Every weekday, I've been doing yoga in the morning. So I wake up at 4.55 in the morning and I know what I'm going to do. I just, and it's like you're saying, my mind is clear. I'm not thinking about work. I'm not thinking about anything else that I have to do. 
I'm just doing yoga in the morning. And then that just starts my day off at such a good place. Then I get home, I'll go for my run, I'll have a little tea. Maybe I'll do that before I run actually is what normally happens. I'll have tea, a little snack, and then I'll write down what I have to do for the rest of the day. I'll do my run, come home, change, get all my stuff done that I need to do. And then before I go to bed, I'll have another like nighttime tea, which I was not, I'm a coffee guy, right? I'm like Navy, submarine, chief, hardened tea is for sissies but here i am (laughs) having two two cups of tea a day now and uh and i've been reading i've been reading in the mornings and in the evenings and when i read i've been listening to either like a classical music or an instrumental kind of music which again is outside of my comfort zone but it just makes me clear my mind it's kind of like what you were talking about al you had these like kind of eye roll situations where if you have described this process to me six months ago, I'd be like, yeah, right. Okay. But it really makes me feel good. Brings me back to my basics. And if it makes you feel good, do it, do it. That's the goal. You know, and I said, you don't have to be religious, but you certainly can be. If that's, if meditating, praying works for you, if reading your Bible works for you, Hey, that's great. But I'm just trying to make the point that it doesn't necessarily have to. It doesn't have to be a Christian God or a, it can be whatever it is that makes your spirit feel good. It can be that. It doesn't have to be. It can be yoga. It can be anything. I just recently discovered how good swimming works for me. That's why I brought it up a couple of times because that's new for me. I don't always have time to go on a hike. A hike is my favorite, but I do have time to go on a swim and eat. And man, that makes me feel good. It just it just opens my head up. I love it. Yeah, yeah, man. That's what it's all about. Well, awesome. Well, I guess it's uh, it's time for me to get into my story about getting back to the basics. This was during my time on my last submarine. We had gone through a few, I don't know, a few tough weeks. It just seemed like we couldn't get anything right. And before that, I felt like I had done a pretty good job with the division and setting us on the right path. And I just felt like I lost my way. And it, one day I came home and I was, I was just very upset about it. I just wrote down my thoughts. I actually have uh, this little journal that I, that I kept here with me. And let me read this section to you. On 25th of May, 2017, this is what I wrote. Back to the basics. I relieved as the electrician chief over 28 months ago. When I took over, I had unlimited energy and a vision of leading a division to an idealistic reality. I was under the impression anything was possible with the right frame of mind if we as a division bought into the concept of hard work and not being a victim. We've had our fair share of hardships, but generally speaking, we've been successful. Over the last couple of months, we've lost our way. It's time to reset expectations and get back to the basics. The boat has had issues with watch standing and supervisory roles over the last week. These issues, in addition to the already large workloads, have led to frustrations up and down the chain of command. Through this reset process, I hope to raise some standards I've allowed to slowly degrade over the last 28 months. I left work today overwhelmed at how much we were struggling with things that should be routine or that don't really matter. I got home and started thinking about getting back to the basics, so I shined my boots. I remember shining my boots in boot camp. It allowed me to collect my thoughts, and I felt more militant and more squared away when when I was done. As I was shining, I realized how long it had been since I actually shined my boots. They 
like my standards have slowly degraded over time. I put multiple coats on, and they are significantly better now than when I started. But there are still some deep scars in them that will take more time and more shining sessions to correct. It would have been easier to just maintain them, but now it will take more work. We can't lose sight of the fact that we are in the military. We need to be early for every event we are involved in. 0700 Liberty expires for all hands. Training, meetings, brief times are all deadlines that it is not acceptable to be late for. Tomorrow's work list should be finalized by around 10 the morning before. Before leaving for the day, every person should have a picture of what they will accomplish the following day. Everyone in the division should be involved with the planning, preparation, accomplishment, and documentation of work. No one should ever fall behind in their qualifications. Make no mistake, qualifying is part of your job. Basic military courtesy also applies to us. When addressing a chief or an officer, there should be an appropriate level of military bearing. This is especially true with the captain and the chief of the boat. If we commit to raising our standards on the basics, some of the problems we've been dealing with will correct themselves. And that is, that's what I wrote. I had this overwhelming feeling that may, that day when I got home and I just sat down, I shot my shoes. And before I went to sleep that night, I wrote that down. And the next day I brought my division into a private place and I read that to them. So they could understand where I was at as a person and where we were at as a division so we could kind of get back to where we needed to be. After that discussion, they were a little bit more open to telling me some things that they thought that we could work on as a division. And, and we came up with some things that would make the process a little bit better. And we started to slowly work our, ba- our way back into being the division that I knew that we could be. I like that a lot. And I'll- this is one of those spots where I don't really like to say nice things about you to your face. Well, I don't know that too well. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not that's not really how we operate. But I'm gonna I'm gonna stop and I want to point out that that wasn't written for a podcast or for some kind of hey, let's see if we can get people to listen to this. That was you really focusing on your success. That's a good example of why I come to you for accountability and for, hey, Dan, do you think I'm in denial? Because you practice what you preach. And it's a really good example of doing that. And it's a good example of why you find success and why I encourage people out there to listen. Take some advice because that worked. Dan's still moving. And it's things like that. It's things that someone like me might have found that ridiculous. Like, yeah, okay, there you go. But the proof's in the pudding, man. And that's why these things in practice, they help. They're real. And the people that laugh and make fun of those kind of things, I wonder if they've reached that kind of success. And if you have laughed and made fun of those things, that's okay. Because we all have. Certainly not throwing stones. But it's a good time to open up your mind and say, hmm. Maybe there's a reason they do stuff like that. Maybe it's because it works. I like it. I like it. That means fun. (laughs) Well, thanks, Al. I appreciate that. Brings me back. You know, it brings me back to boot camp, which is really the foundation of of everything that we do in the Navy. And we had another another quick story. It won't be as long as that one, but we had a uh, we had a department master chief that one time said to us, "You can't stand a good watch without a good haircut." 
And you would have thought that he would have said something outrageous by the reaction that we gave him. Oh, that's stupid. You mean to tell me that I can't read this gauge properly or that I can't take emergency response actions in the right way? If my hair is touching my ears, oh, that's a bunch of baloney. And just people hated that. But it's funny because he went after the fact, I went out and reached out to him and sat down and really picked his brain on why he had said that. He's like, yeah, I knew it was going to frustrate some people, but they'll get over it. Here's the, the deal. If somebody from an auditing agency comes down and they see they go down to two boats, boat A and boat B. Boat A, they walk up to the watchstander. He's got a nice haircut, looking sharp, shiny boots wearing the uniform appropriately, greets him, good morning, sir. That inspector immediately gets a first impression of that sailor that, well, if he's taking care of his uniform that way, if he's addressing me properly, if he's engaged, he's probably standing a good watch. But boat B, you go down, the guy's boots are untied and they're all scuffed up. He's got a five o'clock shadow and it's seven in the morning and his hair's touching his ears. There's a high likelihood that person, if they paid that little attention to detail on themselves and their appearance, that they have been vigilant in their watch standing. So it's like this habit, right? It's a habit of doing these things that, that get you into the details and it's very similar to like my boot shining thing. And it just made me feel good. It felt like I was, I was a little bit better at the end of that whole thing, getting back to the basics. So I think it's really important to take the time for those little things that put you in the scenario of being who you want to be. You know, something about boot camp, as you've been saying that, just kind of hit this like parallel in my mind that boot camp is a lot like a first step, really, isn't it? And it's funny because it's your first step in the military. And okay, if you're going to do this and you're going to be successful, like we need you to be, the first thing you need to do is you need to surrender. You need to surrender to this program. You need yeah. to come here and you need to do the little things that we're going to tell you to do until they start to make sense to you. And if you work this program right and you're successful at these, this program, these things will make sense to you. Yeah. Surrender. It's a first step. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the first things that they do is they, they bring you into this little room. You know, you call your loved ones, tell them, Hey, I'm here. I made it. I'm good to go. You hang up the phone, you walk into another room and you take your clothes off and you put them in a box and they get mailed home. And then you all put on your Navy sweatpants. We call them Smurfs or that's what we did. Uh, and now you're one, and that's the very first step. So I like surrendered my clothes <laughs> the first, the <laughs> within minutes of getting to boot camp. So, <laughs> and then I had to surrender a bunch of other things, a bunch of freedoms. That's a really good parallel to draw. Al. I think that's cool. All right, yeah. You have anything to add to the discussion of uh, getting back to the basics, Al? No, I think we've pretty well covered it. And I gotta say, I'm fired up. I am. I really like this one. Reminds me I need to get back. It's a good time for it because I need to get back to the basics. Yeah, and I think it's a good time probably worldwide to be talking about this kind of stuff too because we find ourselves in the midst of this COVID pandemic and, you know, it's a good time for one of these little resets and getting back to the basics. So, so that's good stuff. All right, well, we, we started off talking about the workouts and uh, in the spirit of getting back to the basics, I'm going to start 
just giving one workout a week. And if you're ready for more than that, Al, just obviously just reach out to me and I'll give you another one. But here's the workout for the week. Uh, we're going to do two three-minute rounds of jump rope. That's your warm-up. Mm-hmm. Get back into the rope jumping business here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then this, this workout's really specifically for you. So I want you to do five tire flips, then five jump throughs, and then five burpees. So you'll flip the tire five times. You'll jump in and out of the tire five times, and you do five burpees. And you're going to repeat that. 10 times. I was waiting for the number where it's just five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You probably uh, thought that sounded a little low, huh? <laughs> I, I knew some, some crazy number of sets was coming. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. And- I'm going to get back to the basics and do that. Awesome. I, I figured a uh, session with the tire would uh, maybe motivate you to get out there a little bit. Mm-hmm. So that'll be good. Um, and then for those of you out there that don't have access to big tractor tires, you can substitute your tire flip with a deadlift and your jump throughs with a squat jump. All right. So that is the workout for the week. We've been putting some stuff up on social media the last few days, trying to get some feedback about what you guys are liking about the, the Facebook group what you want to hear us talk about on the podcast, please use that space as a space to communicate with each other and to us about what you want to hear on the podcast, what you're doing to make yourself better, questions, comments, just supporting others. Uh, We're really liking what we're seeing out there, so keep that up. All right, and the other thing that I want to talk about while we're on the topic of social media is expanding the Facebook group and expanding our podcast audience. The whole deal here with Second Summit is we want to help people get better and we want to help the highest number of people that we can. In an effort to create something a little bit bigger, maybe get some more listeners, maybe create a bigger Facebook group, I'm going to offer developing a personalized workout plan for you. Email me at secondsummitpodcast at gmail.com. Include your goals, equipment that you have available to you, your current fitness level, and any limitations that you might have. And we'll go back and forth and I'll, I'll figure out a good, a good plan for you. All that I ask is that you invite 10 people to join the Facebook group and you tell them about the podcast. Start spreading the word. We want to get the most people impacted as we can and we want to get all just get better together so uh that's that's the goal that's the name of the game so next week we got a special special thing going on uh we're gonna tell them be- what we're doing next week Dan. <laughs> tell them what we're doing <laughs> so i'm gonna be up in maine and al and i are gonna be able to record a podcast face to face it'll be the first one that we're that we're doing live and in person and not only that but we're going to do it on top of Cadillac Mountain, which is in Bar Harbor, Maine, after we watch the sunrise. As far as the topic and what we're going to talk about, we're going to kind of see how we're feeling after the hike. We're going to just talk about whatever comes to mind. It should be a special episode, so make sure you tune in for that one. Can't wait. Yep, it should be good. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for your support. Continue to spread the word. And we'll see you right here next week. And we'll all be just a little better. <laughs>